Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I mean, oh, so much energy and anxiety and yeah. and work goes into these things. And, you know, we never done three live streams before. We'd never done a live stage like that before. I mean, anything could have happened. And fortunately, it almost seemed like it was, right? There's going to be that blizzard. There's going to be a whole host of things. We're going to get to that. We'll do a whole segment on, uh, on what was going on there. But we yeah. weren't the... Um... <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was really stressful, really uh, on so many levels, but like it, it, an excited kind of energy. And you know what? I think it's the kind of thing that, that separates the chaff from the whey. The chaff from the whey? Yeah. Woo! Speaking of protein. Peace, protein. <laughs> Bro, I, try, I have a lot of yogurt. I was going to say I drink a lot of yogurt. I have a lot of yogurt. You know, we had three live streams yesterday. I mentioned it, but that yeah. wasn't the only... I think like maybe the second biggest uh, app to go up was, you know, at Freightways TV. Go to your app store right now and, and download that and watch it on your smart TV. It's so cool. You can have it constantly yeah. streaming through Roco and everything. Dude, and this is how bold we were. We went up against Disney Plus. And Disney <laughs> Plus is pretty awesome. I mean, it's six ninety nine. Freightways app is free, though. Quite, it's quite the library of content. It is, and man. And so, so is the Freightcast. So is all yeah. that we're doing. My kids are so psyched when I got home because it has like... It has old things like DuckTales, which, like, my kids don't care about that. I have to, like, indoctrinate them into stuff like that. But the, Arlen. But the Mandalorian is out. Oh, hold on a second. We have a call from Arlen Stark. Okay. Hey, Arlen, you're on the air on What the Truck. How you doing? Oh, he's not coming through. Um, Arlen, we'll have to... Is he muted? Arlen, we're not hearing you at the moment. Okay, we'll have to call you back, Arlen. No, we're not pulling you in through the, through the air. We're live, Arlen. We'll get back to you, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there with Arlen. All right, well, Arlen Stark. So the Mandalorian came out. I was watching that with my kid. I hope the phone works with Cassandra. It was working earlier when I dialed into you. So um, yeah. Either way, and Cassandra Gaines will be on. She was. She was. I think one of the best who came on. Who knew what the truck when we were at the show? An attorney could be so fun on what the truck. Definitely the most fun attorney we've ever had on. Yeah. So uh, I mean, there's a uh, the Mandalorian. I'm sure was that was that fun for you and your kids. Oh, it absolutely was. Maybe I have I to can't. dial out. You know, I'm going to try one more time. We'll do this as a test. We'll call out okay. to Arlen really quick. Okay. Let's see if this works. Let's see. Oh, all right. I think Ooh, it already okay. is. All right, I fixed the thing. What happened? Hello. Hey, Arlen. Hey. Okay, we, now you're on the air on What the Truck. What's up, working. Man? Awesome. I was just calling the chat. I'm on the air. That's great. How are yeah. you guys doing today? <laughs> yeah, we're doing great. We're kind of celebrating the, the conference right here before we get into some headlines. You, of course, as everyone knows, EVP of events. Uh, how are you feeling here on your uh, getting back? I feel fantastic, man. Um, I feel like we just won the Super Bowl or something. Seriously. I mean, it's, I've played a lot of sports in my life, but that seems like the biggest victory I've ever been a part of. That was fantastic. Wow. Team effort all the way around. 
What was one of your favorite takeaways? Uh, from the event, man, it's a toss-up between Ben Mesrick, Jordan Belfort, mm. and the live set and the ceiling Ooh. elements in the general session. You know how to woo so your audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, th- yeah, there's um, no bones about it. That donut story was quite something, too. Got picked up by Fox yeah. News and a bunch of other affiliates. That was a great Very idea, man. Yeah, that was that was Arl Arlen. I remember I was sitting behind him, and Arlen's a Minnesota guy, so I think that this really it struck a nerve with you. And you said, "You know what? This is not only is it struck a nerve with pop culture, but Minnesota guy. I really need to help him out." And it, <laughs> it really snowballed yeah. really quick, didn't it? Like it started out like maybe we'll have him on what the truck, maybe we'll have him in Atlanta next year, and then very quickly, like everything at Freight Waves, it was like no bigger, faster, more. Yes. No, I mean <laughs> you, you nailed it, Jordan. I mean I'm like. Yeah, we could get him to Atlanta. I reached out to him. I called him. We talked about it. He agreed to speak at Atlanta. And then I just thought about it. I'm like, we're going to miss the boat on this. we got to capitalize now. we got to go bigger. Then it was, let's get him a van. Let's get Krispy Kreme involved. Let's get the donuts. And next thing I know, that was like on Thursday is when we were going through all this. And Monday or Tuesday, we made it all happen. Well, what, yeah, and, and Krispy Kreme was smart to come around and uh, not play the bad guy. But you know what? I think that they could have come through a little bit more. They could have. Mm. They shouldn't have charged us for those donuts at the event. Do you yeah. think? I completely agree with you, gentlemen. I think that was a poor move from a PR standpoint on their part. But. Mm. Yeah. Well, Arlen, I know you called to chat about something. I'll call you when we, we get off the air. We're going to get to some coverage a little bit later. But thanks for phoning in. It was great to hear from you. And I'm glad you came on to do your victory lap. Sounds good. Hey, great job, guys. You're fantastic on the live set. Killed it. Well, Talk thank soon. you. Thanks, man. Talk soon. Bye. Glad to be a part. Wow, that was pretty cool. Isn't yeah. this funny picture great? And you never know with Arlen if you're going to get, you know, sometimes he could be angry, but, you know, we take a risk here on, <laughs> on what the truck. And no, I, we, everyone's elated. Everyone's elated yeah. because Freight Waves Live went so well. We've been doing, we've been talking to a lot of people, so we do want to get you just a little bit of news. So, well, Jim, this is my first. We got to pay the bills. Our live stream, this is the same sponsor today. They sponsored our show. You're seeing the bug on the screen. And um, you know who's also great? What? Steve, Steve Budentel. Yeah. He was really such a coward. Like, what a personality on that personality. And I, I liked what he had to say at the end. Get that live set on the main stage. Yeah. Well, here it is. This episode is <laughs> yeah. brought to you by truckstop.com, the world's most trusted load board. Want to find the best carriers at the best rates? Of course you do, Chad. Chad, you know what you want to see? Market I data. Do. You want to build relationships, don't you? Yes. Like at Freight Waves Live when you were shaking hands, kissing babies. You want to grow your business and you can do that with truckstop.com. Visit truckstop.com today for more information. Hit the music, Dooner. All right. New Jersey, man. They're going to have the next AB5 New Jersey to debate limits on trucking's use of owner operators. On Thursday, New Jersey became the newest battleground for motor carriers that use owner operators. As the state Senate took legislation aimed at limiting what workers can be considered independent contractors, the Labor Committee debated their own bill, which is S4204. Yeah, the AB5 stakes is are easier getting to high. Remember. AB5 isn't easier to remember, though. Uh, a bill <laughs> no. introduced by New Jersey Senator Stephen Sweeney he just seven days ago. The bill state seeks to make New Jersey an ABC state that mirrors California's AB5, a new law that goes into effect next year. The test uh, three prongs, which a particular focus on the second prong, that workers must perform work outside the usual course of the hiring entity's business as seen as effectively preventing motor carriers as well as any other organizations from using independent contractors a murky law that's meant to affect one industry that could 
drastically affected. Yeah, others. ABC ain't as easy as one, two, three. The legislation stands to raise trucking rates in New Jersey, which would have a significant impact on operations. Upwards of 80% of the containers that move through the New York, New Jersey marine terminals are carried on a truck, with almost two-thirds of those shipments destined for warehousing in New Jersey, as well as other regional markets. Gail Toth, executive director of the New Jersey Tr- Motor Truck Association, said at the group's annual meeting, I don't have a lot of good news on the Trenton front. They are doing nothing that helps our industry at all. Wow. So New Jersey's version of not complying with the new law could be even more extreme than California's. Employers found liable for not paying wages due to misclassification would be liable for additional pennies of 200% of damages and other costs. Determinations of ongoing misclassifications will be punishable by jail time and other fines. And you know what? Strong. Very topical because we're going to be talking about a nuclear verdict that happened on Wednesday as well as this. Cassandra Gaines, we're going to talk to her at 117. She can put a little bit more context to this. She's the punk rock lawyer of freight. What a character, too, man. <laughs> yeah, she, she'll let us know that we're all at risk in one way or another and we'll run home laughing about it. Uh, first lawsuit. Contesting the California gig economy is filed by truckers. So as a follow-up to the the first New Jersey story, this Tuesday, the California Trucking Association filed what appears to be the first lawsuit challenging the new far-reaching labor law set to go into effect January 1st, 2020, that seeks to give wage and benefit protections to workers in the gig economy. Uber and Lyft and DoorDash have also said they will spend $90 million on a 2020 ballot measure opposing the law if they can't first negotiate with their own contracted drivers. The CTA argues that the bill would violate federal law and deprive more than 70,000 independent truckers of their ability to work. Many would have to leave behind the $150,000 investments they made in clean trucks and the right to set their own schedules in order to be in compliance. Yeah, the law seeks to implement a legal ruling last year by the California Supreme Court dubbed the Dynamex decision, which classifies a contractor as anyone free from direct control of a company or performing work outside of the usual course of the hiring entity's business. Does that sound familiar? Because I think yeah. we just read that right above. Well, we uh, we and we covered it all last year, the Dynamex decision and the implications of it. And here they are beginning to fall out. Same words used in AB5 as well. So yeah. CEO Sean Eden said in a statement, independent truckers are typically experienced drivers who have previously worked as employees and have, by choice, struck out on their own. We should not deprive them of that choice. But the bill's author, Democratic Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez, she has a counterpoint of San Diego. She refutes it. She said, we expect big corporate interests, especially those who have misclassified their workers for years, to fight back against this, and uh, they know they can delay justice for workers through the courts. Yeah. Ride-sharing and meal delivery companies have received the most attention as to the bill's implications, but the impact could be much more far-reaching, Dooner. As many as roughly 25% of all workers could be impacted by the bill, including janitors, say, Mm. child care workers, hairdressers and barbers, designers, construction workers, as well as varieties of artists and sales representatives, just anybody who freelances for another company, essentially. I know. No, and, and so much of the gig economy has been built out over the past 10 years that a lot of people have left traditional jobs to work in that and they found a lot of success. So this puts a lot of people at risk. And I think, you know, I'm not going to have I'm not going to state too much of an opinion here, but I think that the school of thought that this may be short sighted and is affecting more industries than they expect it to could be a little bit dangerous. Yeah, the, the criteria will have to be dramatically narrowed down. Yeah, anyway. The U.S. Senate, here's another one. They've, they've introduced a women in trucking bill. We'll get through this pretty quick because we also want to get to a little bit of our coverage and not keep Cassandra waiting. So yeah. this women in trucking bill, though, 
Uh, it was introduced by in November 14th by Senators Jerry Moran, Republican of uh, Kansas, and Tammy Baldwin. She's a Democrat from Wisconsin, so bipartisan, bipartisan. bill. It directs the FMCSA administrator to create a woman, uh, a woman of trucking advisory board, which helps create programs, outreach uh, for hiring, and all sorts of things. And it makes it a little bit easier for everyone to get a little bit money and bring women in on board. The reasoning behind it is, uh, as Moran said, uh, because women are substantially underrepresented in the trucking industry, Congress should explore every opportunity to encourage and support the pursuit of careers in trucking by women. He says, I'm proud to introduce this bipartisan and sensible bill with Senator Baldwin that will lead to new opportunities for women and increase equality for women already in trucking. And it's also supported, by the way, by the Women in Trucking Association and the ATA. Brings a focus of attention onto this uh, female representation and participation in trucking. Yeah, you know, good good stuff. I think it was, yeah. what was it, Robin Gregg from RoadSync? Was she the one who, we were talking about female CEOs and how yeah. it's great seeing, like, the Lydia Yans of the world, the Shelly Simpsons of the world, very women getting very prominent within our industry. And I think I saw more women than ever at, at one of our events. Logistics conferences tend to be... Uh, a, a very, not not the most diverse places on earth. Right. Well, I will add that Robin, while she said lots of inroads have been made, we are nowhere near yeah. where we no. want to be. We can take a victory lap on Freeways Live, but not on the progress that's being made there. It's it's great to see it happen. I'm very supportive of those causes. Um, so hopefully we see some more advancement there and more uh, acceptance. Right, Chad? Yeah. All right. All right. Are we going to phone a friend? No, nope, oh, right about now we're gonna, live. You wanna let's uh, let's keep recapping. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about that. Uh, getting there was half the battle, man. I mean, this turned into like a uh, a bonding example. Uh, it turned into a, a retreat of sorts for our our group. We showed up at the airport in Chattanooga at 10 a.m. You and I carpooled there as we were usually found attached to the hip. <laughs> we found out everything was canceled, and everybody had to figure out a way to get there from uh, Craig Fuller on down. We only had a few people on site. It was. It was crazy, and then getting back was a challenge, too, as we had uh, a maniac on our airplane. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, like, they were clearly a couple of, two or three drunk, really inebriated, wasted guys that that just would not leave the plane, were delaying us. The airport was saying, oh, we're de-icing the plane, but I don't know if they really were. It seemed like they were just kind of like... it was like de-schmirnoff iced, I think. (laughs) <laughs> All right, maybe it was on something heavier than that. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of getting there, look. No, we finally got there. We got, yeah, no, and it was, we finally took off. It, it was great, because if you tell someone they're going to have to take vans for nine hours to go to an event, and they know that in right. advance, everyone's going to dread it. Or even a charter bus, they're, oh, man, I got to do this, I got to do that. Everyone's going to wear headphones and, and not pay attention. But because it was like this heat of the moment, like the heat of the battle kind of thing, where we all just have like the adrenaline going, we've, we have to yeah. get there. Um, <laughs> I felt like I was in a youth group, like going on a mission trip. It was cool. It was cool though. And I got to know a lot of the people we work with much more. And it, like you said, it separated the, the chafe from the way and, and most <laughs> of it, most of it is way, you know, most of it, that's a good part, right? Is it right. the good part of the way? The good, the, part? the way, the way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Most of it yeah. was way. Most right. of it was way. Lots just, of way. People just really stepped way. up. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about location. So we had to get there. It was in Chicago. It was at the, I think, McCormick, McCormick place, place is the largest convention center in North America. And God damn it, did we fill that place <laughs> with light and life. Yeah, it was like you could probably see us a blue light from space. We were we were lighting it up. It was great. And, you know, I th- I have to say that there were a lot of really cool things about it. But it just seemed that 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 sexy live set set up on a slightly elevated Ooh. stage in the demo hall. Just it's right at registration. Re- you can't miss it. Right. It just Unless gave, you snuck in. It gave a presence and an ambience 
to the thing. It just, it, it, besides the fact that it, we literally were documenting things as it was happening, it, it just gave a feel of, of, of energy and people, did you notice that they just stayed? Yeah. They, they just, they stayed, they hung out, they got t-shirts, they saw a bunch of our different shows. It wasn't just what more truck. Than ever. It was on the spot. It was Port Report. Uh, it was, um, it was, they live oh, yeah. off the supply chain. I mean, there was so much cool stuff going on there. We also had the keynotes, you know, we started out with that opening thing. Emily and myself had to go out there and talk about it. And then Craig and the future of Freightwaves Media and how it's gone from a blog in such a short amount of time to this powerhouse with over 11 podcasts and, and half a dozen TV shows and growing. It's such an amazing thing. And then we have Ben Mesrich, just this amazing storyteller. We have the Yeah, wolf, he was really cool. Great storyteller. The ben. Wolf of Wall Street, these sort of unrelated things, which are so Freightwaves, because we always try to put context to all of this stuff because it can be kind of, I don't know, abstract and boring and we want to make freight mainstream and make it cool. And that's why we bring in these other leaders to have these conversations. Yeah. The, uh, the, the storytelling is something that Craig always, uh, what envisioned having partly because he says that, you know, he was kind of, he's kind of ADD, ADHD and really just wants you to keep his attention. Well, what, a, what better way to do it than through narrative? I'm big on that as a, a, a creative writing person. Uh, mm-hmm. but also the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, he was, he was charismatic. He was persuasive. I felt like with his his um his sort of story of redemption and not not you know looking back but looking forward. Uh, you know, I just I was inspired. Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll recap this in a little bit because some of our scheduled guests are coming on. We're gonna reach out to Cassandra Gaines because it's one seventeen. We don't want to yeah. keep her waiting. We'll uh, we'll end the show with uh, some more talk about Freight Waves Live. If you already heard enough in the live streams, that way you don't you can you can always bail out. So let's get Cassandra on the line for a little segment we like to call Five Good Minutes. Five count of five. Five good minutes. We're phoning a friend. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> hey. Cassandra. Oh, it's like we haven't spoken in eons. Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> How are you guys? We're fantastic. Thanks for uh, being our phone a friend. Yeah. And you know what? I saw some of your of airplane pictures and I was talking to one of your buddies on LinkedIn and I didn't even know you guys were like punk rock. No wonder you like the show so much. Yes, the show is very fitting for my personality. I love it. Well, you were definitely <laughs> the most fun attorney we've ever had on What the Truck. Yeah, one of the most interesting... I'm also your only attorney. No, <laughs> well, we didn't we have... Didn't we have the licensed Sulter come on right after? Yeah, he right claimed after to be that. an attorney. Yeah, he, yeah. he was. Oh, man, that's right. I forgot about that. Good yeah. Brian. But you were Poor first, guy. so I he was I'm second. In. He had to sit in a chair that you warmed up with your body heat. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, one of the things, too, that I think is uh, is fun, Cassandra, is like you, you highlight and illuminate the way that at any given moment, any one of us are at risk. And yet. I somehow feel better after talking about it. Yeah, like like knowing is half oh, the battle. So I do worry that I'm going to, you know, ruin someone's day, and I often do, or become a buzzkill, um, which people have told me I am. So I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. Thank well, you. <laughs> well, not just because knowing's half the battle, but because you give me hope that I would be protected in in, in a time of um, stress and crisis. Yes, that is very <laughs> true. And you know what's odd? It, it's hard to find a little hope in messes like this. And when you see all these big verdicts and, or you've been sued and you feel like you've just lost, you've lost the war. Well, Cassandra, talk, speaking of protections, there's been a couple laws, there's AB5 and now there's this new one in New Jersey. It was like S4204 or something to that effect. 
there it's basically the same law as AB5 but it's going to it's creating it's supposed to protect you know the the DoorDash driver but it's really going to affect the owner operator contractor model in transportation is yep. that something that's that's on your radar and has a lot of your clients concerned that it's going to come to their state or places where they're doing business Oh it absolutely is I think everyone's kind of scrambling trying to figure out what the heck to do um from a safety perspective I think it actually might be a good thing Okay. Um, to have these owner operators become employees and um, and have better resources from the carriers and actually be able to afford workers' compensation coverage, so that might be good. But it's going to have a, it's going to make trucking very expensive. Yeah, exactly. And Do you think it'll have really it, difficult? Will it have kind of will will it raise rates and kind of have an inhibitive uh, uh, pressure, a downward pressure on on the uh, economy? Absolutely. And it's going to be a harder barrier to entry right now. Somebody can just lease a truck and drive and then become an owner operator on somebody else's DOT. Well, not in those states. And that's going to be a huge barrier to entry. Now, you mentioned it's going safety. To be very interesting to see how this plays out. You mentioned uh, safety in there. So are, are you for or opposed to this? Or are you waiting to see more? I mean, I imagine most of the people that you would advocate and support probably don't want a measure like this to go into place because it's just a regulation that makes business traditionally harder for, for carriers. And it doesn't seem like a lot of the contractors themselves, the owner operators were begging for this protection. No, I don't think they wanted it at all. I think they like their independence and being their own company driver. Um, but I also think that there are, uh, you know, we've seen the nuclear verdicts that are coming out. So the industry is going uh, a different direction than what the actual country wants us to go because it is, <clears throat> if you, there are laws where say you can't as a carrier really control that owner operator and you have to walk this thin line where you can't tell them what to do, but if they're your employee, you can't. So there, it does inherently make uh, those drivers safer behind the wheel if they're an employee because the carrier has more control. Um, versus if they're an owner-operator. So that might have a positive impact on the industry when it comes to safety and some of these verdicts. But it's going to have a negative impact on our rates and um, people's views of running, uh, having their own business and running shipments. Well, um, so there's a plus and minus. Yeah, it still seems like carriers are ultimately responsible for what happens, uh, whether it's an owner-operator. That's exactly right. Yeah, because like, like even just like we've been talking about these nuclear uh, verdicts, and I guess this one didn't mm. uh, that happened on Wednesday didn't technically fall under the uh, definition of ten million or more, but uh, a small trucking company, JRK Trucking. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've heard about it, but just there, I think they have like four trucks. They just lost yeah. an eight million dollars suit, and I mean, what do you do? How does that? I mean, they'll, they'll will they ever do you just file bankruptcy right after that yep yeah you file bankruptcy and <laughs> i mean that shouldn't have come as too much of a surprise i wouldn't surprise to hear about this verdict um i think that there are a lot of driving forces going on in this country and we're seeing the verdicts and it's because the country's going one way where they're demanding that this trucking industry become safer because they're killing people on the road and the trucking industry wants less regu regulation and they want to keep things as is. And this, um, I was so this story surprised. was like very final destination, right? There was a tr there was a motorcyclist, this guy Ronnie Stevens. He's driving a, a truck. A trucker's going the other way. He's pulling into a construction site. He happens to hit an a orange barrel. barrel. Mm -hmm. It makes it fly across the road and just inadvertently, uh, like a Rube Goldberg machine, just knock this cyclist off his bike. He didn't die. He got injured. He had one hundred seventy-one thousand yeah. dollars 
in medical expenses, though, and they asked for ten million. They wanted a nuclear verdict. They asked for ten million. They own. They only got eight million. You know what always is crazy about these cases, though. It, it, this happened in twenty fifteen. It always takes four or five years to even settle these things. And if you're the and if you're I the know. owner, like, aren't you just like, what does it take? I'm trying to run an honest to good business here. Some kind uh, of no. random act of God bring, happens. Yeah, and you bring up a, such a good point is the time it takes to settle this. So I personally know this plaintiff attorney and their law firm, and they're a good law firm. Um, they this case, I don't. It should have never went to trial. So there's another force that's driving these verdicts, and it's insurance companies, it's self-insured big trucking companies fucking around with these cases Whoa. and they're fighting them and trying to save a penny and they shouldn't be. They should be settling these cases and oh. not bringing them to trial. And if you think about it, you guys know about how about that one in Texas? Oh no, the New Mexico verdict against Warner. Do you remember that one? It was like $40 million. Oh yeah. There was the bad weather one where the truck, <laughs> the truck was just driving. It was yeah, the car itself oh, that, that went to the other side of the road. Yeah. That one was a little nutty. I don't know what I would have done with that one. Uh, that one was in Texas. The New Mexico one oh. was the driver who had only been on the job for eight days. He crossed four lanes of traffic, and then he hit a woman head on and killed her. Jesus. <laughs> and that was in 2017. And they're still fighting over Lord knows what and don't want to pay. And then they, somebody thinks it's a good idea to bring that to trial and that maybe they'll win. That is terrible. They're, that's like, a, a that's as cut and dry as it gets. Yeah. Oh, what an right? emotionless <laughs> industry. <laughs> So, like, to me, I'm like, oh, 40 million, huh? That's it? That's all you got? So, in a way, you've got these old school insurance companies and trucking companies who need to catch up with the time. And that's where a lot of these explosive verdicts are coming from. Um, something really peculiar about the Texas one where the woman in the pickup truck lost control and she went over the median and hit the Werner driver. And he's just minding his business, driving in bad weather. Yeah. That one, the interesting one is, is that the plaintiff is the passenger of the pickup truck that lost control. That's <laughs> who sued them. And what makes it interesting is that now Werner has no defenses because you can't point at a passenger and say, you lost control of the vehicle and hit us. They lost all their defense. So it's strategic. So perhaps you shouldn't have brought that one to trial either. Maybe we should have settled that one and gotten out of it. So I think there's a lot going on with insurance companies and trucking companies too. Cassandra, wow. ridiculous verdict. Good insights. Yeah, I, and the time flies mm-hmm. so fast. We have to run to another segment, but I'm going to do something longer form for you. I'll get in touch with you about doing our longer form podcast because you are such a good talker. I can easily go 45 minutes with you. So I will have you on that one in the uh, the very near future. People who want to learn more about you, though, and your services, follow you on social, etc. Tell them how they can do that. Oh, just Google Cassandra and trucking law or broker law, and you'll find me. I guess there's not a lot of us out there. <laughs> she so is it's out very there. Easy to find me, but I'm Cassandra Gaines, and I'll help out whoever I can with all the craziness going on in our industry. Thanks, Cassandra. We really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Thanks, Cassandra. Good talking to you guys. You too. Have a great weekend. A voice of <laughs> reason amongst the insanity. All right. Now we have Zach Strickland. Bring him on. Yeah. Today it's not Strickland business. On He's back radar. to do a little segment we like to call Presented On the Radar, and the reason for that is we debuted something we weren't really allowed to talk about on What the Truck until it actually came out, and that's the Sonar 5.0, right, Zach? Sonar 5.0. It's are you exciting. Are you excited about it? Or, you've been using the beta for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the most exciting thing to me was the rating tool. Yeah, that's right. The, the people rating. spoke, and yeah. we listened, and that's the big, big deal, right? Yeah. Tell no, us about it. So, uh, 
you know, most people in the, I was a pricing analyst for the majority of my career. And so I would constantly be fighting the whole, like, what's the market doing? And what's, you know, what should I price it as? You know, I, I had our costs and that was the thing that was locked up pretty, pretty tight. Uh, but I never knew what the market was doing. So this rate predictor tool is actually going to give you, you know, based on this super complicated algorithm that Scott Warland, our data scientist, uh, and of course his team, Kate, and I believe a few others helped out with uh, developing, have figured out a way to basically consolidate all that OTRI and OTVI, head haul index and all that into a rate per mile. Mm. Kind of like um, some machine learning and predictive analytics that we like to talk about, right? I mean, you could call it that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, some of the sexy I mean, buzzwords. But I mean, uh, you know, human, the, the behavior itself is based, it's, I mean, it's real data. It's not like, yeah. oh, you know, I feel like I should charge 14% more today because of X reasons. You know, it, it's literally based on actions by the carriers out in the market. Uh, they are translated into a rate per mile now so you don't have to analyze you know otris and otvis and movements and directions and now it's like here's the here's the rate per mile again not going to be something that you say this is our rate per mile yeah but it is something that will give you at least a inclination of what's going on. Yeah, things are going up 30 cents or down 30 cents. You can prepare a little bit better. You can even use that in your I've done a lot of RFPs. You can do it in those kind of negotiations, especially when the rates are going when they're going down, you're probably not going to care about your RFP (laughs) or your contracts or your paper rates. But when they're going up, I'm sorry, when they're going yeah, when they're going up, you're you're gonna you're you're gonna care a little bit more about actually the brokerage side for sure needs like they would love this because it's gonna give you an uh, at least a hint of what's about to happen next week. So you're not caught off guard when you know you're saying yeah i can cover that load for you and then all of a sudden you can't cover that load and you've just lost a thousand dollars yeah that sounds like a massive huge upgrade very exciting you know i remember um you know back in the day you know i would see you know my atari went to a nintendo went to a genesis went to i just kept we just kept leveling up yeah. the graphics. did you have a sega cd uh yeah I got yeah. one for Christmas. It was like kind of terrible. Like yeah. Night Trap was interesting at first, and like, <laughs> but like most games were like Sewer Shark. It was just so unnecessary. Oh, I rode but, hard for Nintendo the whole way. Oh, yeah. oh okay. You had like the N64. And yeah. it's N64 kind of things amazing. have kind no of mercy. leveled up. WWE No Mercy. Oh god. Sorry to interrupt. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, some two of the best. You, you, you started us on nostalgia, dude. My so. my <laughs> point is that 5.0 gives us one of those sexy graphic upgrades as well. You want to tell us a little bit about like going 3D? Yeah, no, I do. I do love the 3D maps. This is actually pretty awesome because one of the biggest values is combining your volume and your market size with the capacity movements itself. So OTRI and OTVI, mm-hmm. OTMS, that kind of thing. So basically saying LA is a big market and it moves and the tender rejections go up 0.05%. Is that a big deal? Well, it might Big be a deal. <laughs> yeah, it might be a bigger deal than say the Green River market going up ten percent. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So now you have a way to combine those two things by giving a big old 3D view of volume in a market with right. the change of the capacity situation. Well, what I like about it too, just thinking of the practicality for a lot of brokers is some of them don't have the time to, or or the department, or the or the person on staff to really dive through all of the nuance of product like sonar because it's it's great having all of this data but it can also create a jungle of data so having it condensed and having it just in really quick actionable nuggets and knowing something as rates because we all see the message boards from truckers and a lot of them don't think much further beyond rates so be able to at least have something predictive so if you're only going to think about rates you're not going to think about market strength and market weaknesses Mm -hmm. and tender rejections and those kind of things you should but if you're not going to you're going to live and die by rates having a predictive tool is even more impactful 
Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, at the same time, these depth, these breadth and depth analysis, they're very important to network structures. I mean, you need to think about, I mean, a lot of carriers don't think about having a network and how to get point A to point B to point C to point D to point A again. You need to have some sort of network built there. If you want to have a consistent, predictable network and keep your costs under control, you need to know where you're going to be each day. And you can build your networks based on this information. Well, in a different way, speaking of like tracking, we uh, are also uh, implementing what the tracking of vessels in maritime and air cargo in Sonar 5.0. Mm-hmm. What's the story behind that? So now we have, this is just the front end of what we're about to do with maritime. Okay. For yeah. sure. This is, this is literally just, here's the hint of what we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll tease that one out there. But are we going to have to wait to Atlanta for that? Or, we, or is 6.0 going to be sooner? I, I've, I'm, it's good. I, I hope it's going to be sooner. But yeah, I, I might. I, I think it'll probably be in Atlanta because there's a lot of beta testing, right? Yeah. Our guys internally, our market experts, for people like wondering about software and SaaS development, they have to play in this stuff over and over again and just try to break it and play hard and play harder than they think any user can play hard. Oh, people- you guys are like you just got your PS3 and you're already yeah. talking about wanting to Playing get the your boundaries. PS4, getting the game you know, genie for like, it. Like it, we're in 5.0, <laughs> live in the present. It's great. We're it's like celebrating the game genie 5. for your freight. This sonar <laughs> 5.0 is. Oh no, no, I was on the plane ride with Craig back, and immediately he was like, "You know what's next yet, right?" He was talking to Sieb, our uh, our head of product. Yes. He was like, "You know what's next, right?" And he's like listing all these things at sea. And, you know, we're all exhausted from the plane ride over. And- <laughs> yes. And the, uh, and the situation that was yeah. occurring yeah. on the plane before we took off. And, and, it was and a delayed us. Situation. And the, uh, air, there were air marshals involved in yes. our flight and potential <laughs> spies. We would be like the world's worst spies. We were accused of being spies by someone who, um, I don't want to make fun of them because I don't know if they had a mental condition or they were on drugs. There was something, there was something clearly wrong with this person, though. They may have had a lot of anxiety before flying. But, like, they thought we were all spies because we all had the same logos. But if we were, like, spies... Why would we, like, we'd be the world's worst spies. It'd be so obvious. Ironically, (laughs) strangely enough, whatever he was on was working really well because he identified clearly the head spy. Oh, yeah, I know. And and shook his hand and said, and just gave him a look like, I know know who you are. I know what you're here for. It's creepy. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Anything else cool in Sonar that you think you're you're really going to action? I know you have to be up in a meeting. So what, um, what's, what's your, the last cool thing or just an impression from, or were you talking to people at Freightways Live about what they thought of Sonar and its, it's, it's release into the wild? Every, everybody, lo- I mean, generally everybody has really positive things about Sonar. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I think was most, uh, at least that stuck out to me, was everybody was excited about what's next because we are so fast yeah. with what we're doing. Uh, we're, we're way beyond what most people would do in terms of uh, software development, uh, especially yeah. the speed, because we're not, we're not bound by, you know, this this overbearing structure if you will so we'll we'll be able to you know pivot you know things that don't work we move on from those we 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 clear them out real fast but yet you know that the fact that our rate predictor we know it's not perfect right now we're gonna already we've already planned out some of the next steps for that as well and creating like bid tools and all sorts of Mm. other neat things that you can do with the data that we have so i i think that's the one thing that i got away from our conference this year was that everybody's like you know what this is great I'm excited about what you're doing, but I'm more excited about what's coming next because you guys are on top of everything. (laughs) By the way, guys, out now or a little bit later today. So your your new show, you have two new shows. You have have On the Spot, which has already been on Freight Waves TV. Uh, The one that of you with Craig and JP is your first podcast launch. I'm sending it up to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere that podcasts are heard around the world. But because we have Freightcast, that's already approved feed, I can upload it early there. So follow Freightcast. You can hear the first on the spot there. And this is the first piece of content that has been converted from audio 
from Freight Waves Live to the feed. I know you guys all saw the live stream and that stuff. We're diligently cutting up all of the videos now. It's going to fill up the feed. Next week, you'll get a lot more of them. Um, people are a little exhausted coming back, but we are yeah. working hard on that back end. <laughs> and uh, we, we operate like a company of like 5,000 people, but we're a company of like 150, and right. we all work like ants to make sure these things get done. But And then you have Freight Dynamics coming in with Anthony Smith. It's going to be awesome stuff. Zach Stringle, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thanks. Thanks for being on, Zach. Cool. I know you got places to be. Yeah, take it easy. Have fun in your meeting. Thanks. See ya. Now we're going to talk <laughs> some about pricing power with Andrew Cox, who himself also has a new podcast that's on Freightcast, and it is also um, also on their own feed. It's called Great Quarter Guys. He is from the Freight Waves Research Team. That is a collaboration between Seth Holm. He runs the ship there uh, with the king of all surveys, Kevin, king of the hill, Andrew Cox, he is the uh, the intern to die for who he started out from. You know, he's like the guy who he started in the mailroom. He not anymore. He, no, but he started out in the mailroom, and pretty soon he'll be at the, <laughs> the top of the company. Talk so about leveling up. He's yeah. here for a little segment we like to call the uh, DHL Supply Chain Freightways Pricing Power Index. By the way, shout wow. out to a couple people who are, who have said comments over here. Trey Griggs, we met you at Freight Waves Live. Everyone oh, yeah. got to shake your hand. Yeah, super enthusiastic guy. Loved meeting him. Uh, Lee from, from K-Ratio said, nice hoodie, Dooner. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so glad you guys are enjoying the feed. And Haley was like, I need that predictor tool. If she had it when she was a broker, she would have won everything. Well, uh, fantastic. Great to have you in here, Andrew. Uh, you have been, you are on the research team putting it together. We are PPI. Pricing Power Index. DHL Supply Chain Freightways Pricing Power Index. You just said that. I'm you always have to say it. it. You can't. I, I, I can't? No. <laughs> you can't. I'm serious. You can't. Our DHL Supply Chain Freightways Power Point Index yes. uh, <laughs> is, uh, is, remains at 20. Yeah. Is this because um, you guys are lazy and you guys are at Freightways Live or, or is just nothing? Because it's like three weeks now. <laughs> yeah, I not to put you on the spot. No, we, we would like to see some volatility in it. We, we, are, we are fans of volatility, but... It just we're like a boring roller coaster right now. You know, mm. you get this little blip, and we're like, "Oh, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna get a run up. We're gonna get to twenty five. We're gonna get to fifteen. We're gonna get away from twenty. But sort of like Space yet. Mountain in the in the light. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, it's it's just kind of sputtering along. We have uh, we have volumes, and it gets kind of tough comps. Last year we had a good run up, like ten percent run before Thanksgiving. So uh, we're not seeing the surge this year. So that leads us to believe that it's gonna be a really. Uh, tepid, lukewarm retail season. And that's, yeah. that's despite was, having really strong consumer spending. I was going yeah, to say. So how does that well, work? Well, hold on a second. But I was, if you were watching Thursday Night Football last night and not just Baker Mayfield get his head crushed by a, by a helmet by Miles Garrett, but also... Oh, no, not, oh, no, it's, no, who is it? It was the other guy. My, yeah, um, uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, he got his Rudolph. helmet ripped off and they, they swung it at his head, which is like, that is like barbaric. I but, was thinking like uh, he should charge legally. I think that there's like legal... I, I know. Like, at you, what point does it go outside just, like, the can game? Can the Cleveland like, Browns win assault? a game? They did and, win like, a game. Oh, and not and, be like, like dirty about it? And not like lose like, their superstar It's hard to act like you've been there when you've barely been there. Oh... Yeah, That's so a fair point. Yeah, <laughs> so, but here's the thing: they already are having commercials. Walmart is already having commercials for Black Friday. Thanksgiving is coming up, and I'm sure retailers, knowing it's a lukewarm receipt for freight, that's got to be a, that the demand can't be that great by retailers either. And I was seeing things I've seen there, like there's this frozen castle that's like 200 bucks. Walmart already has it for 35 bucks, and I think some of these are Black Friday deals, but they're also inventory blowouts because they're just not getting people to walk out the doors at the rate they're expecting, right? 
Yeah, we talked a lot actually on on Freight Quarter guys today about mm-hmm. Amazon and about Walmart. Walmart had a great uh, had a great quarter, guys. Uh, yeah. Just last 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 week they announced earnings. So yeah, I think that they do see a weak retail season coming. But you're probably right. There is still some inventory built up, even from last year where we had this big push through before the tariffs were supposed to be uh, imposed. So. Despite again, despite having really strong consumer numbers against tight comps last year, they we had a good retail season last year. We have again, they're up like three or four percent this year, and yet uh, we're not seeing the the push through and the read throughs to the freight market, which it's a bit. I don't know if it's concerning, but it is. Uh, it makes me question. Uh, but we just have so much loose capacity in the market right now. It's, I know we're, we we hit on this all the time, but there's still so many trucks and so many drivers on the road that they are uh, they're not helping themselves. So that's why the shippers are still in power. That's why we kept it at twenty. Well, I, I mean, just to, so how does it work where like consumer spending is remaining strong, but yet retail is lukewarm? Well, it's not that it's not that. Uh, OK, we'll say that not retail is lukewarm, but the, the freight that mm-hmm. the, the, the impact of freight is lukewarm. We're not seeing like a volume surge like we but did eventually that has to catch up, right? Inventory has to catch up to sort of demand because these trucks are the ones that are putting the, the stock out there. And, it, and that happens when stock goes out. So if there's not the outflow... The inflow has to it has to come, come in somewhere. somewhere. So yeah, we we, we maybe, a, maybe those those ice castle princess ice castles are, are coming the frozen in. ones, the, the frozen two maybe ones. they're coming in and then leaving at thirty five dollars. So I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't. Well, they're, they're like two hundred on the shelf. All I'm saying is they're two hundred on the shelf and they're they're blowing them out for thirty five bucks. <laughs> Are you going to get one? Gonna get one? Like yeah. bar- sounds like a bargain. Yeah. I don't know. Like they Frozen. Me. Well, Frozen's one of those movies. Like I have two boys, but they're five and three. And it's one of those movies that actually, you know, it kind of like let it go. The coloring it. and everything. And it's in the like the quote unquote girls aisle. But it, it's a kind of like a non-binary movie. Kids love uh, Olaf and Sven and all. Have you seen the movie? Of course. Yeah, I've yeah. got I've got six little nieces and nephews. So okay. I've, I've seen all. It's of one of the better ones. Just coming back oh, from I like, Ch- yeah. Chicago. It was, out. I know. I'm excited for it. It was 13 degrees in Chicago. The cold never bothered me anyway. You know, right, yeah, I, that was an uh, interesting take on it. Uh, uh, the cold never bothered me anyway, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about spot rate sputtering, Andrew Cox. Yeah, so Please, I mean, our sir. data, they're still at like a dollar forty-four or so mm. uh, a mile, which is like right at operational cost. So they can't go much lower, uh, which is, you know, a good sign for carriers. But yeah. it, we have no good news, but we have no bad news. Well, that's, wait, that's have we... you, have, so have you tied your rate predictor? Because the spot rates tie into the DHL Supply Chain Freightways Pricing Power Index. But have you taken the sonar rate predictor and... Tied that into your uh, your matrix. We haven't yet. Metric. Uh, metric. Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> matrix. Met- One of them. Uh, we will though. That's actually that's a grand idea. I think oh, we will use it that. to uh, <laughs> go three months. You heard it here right out. now. Because I did play with the rate predictor the other day, and it is yeah. uh, it's awesome. Uh, and they actually have. I, th- I think we did like we just ran a couple lanes, LA to Dallas or something, and they have rates staying pretty much flat over the next like six months or so too. So. I don't know. I think we've got the first, uh, we're going to have a pretty weak first or second quarter, but the comps ease up uh, because the, the summer wasn't so strong this past year. So uh, we should have a good uh, second and third quarter 2020. Well, nice what's job. your outlook? What's the three-month outlook for the um, Still at the 40. DHL Supply Chain Freightways Price Power Pricing might, Index? That might actually be a bit of laziness on our part, uh, not not adjusting our three-month mm. outlook. Oh! I'll put that See how we poke holes in your theories? Uh, so what would it be? If you were just calling shots, uh, I mean, Babe Ruth. I'm I'm a fan of the carriers. I, I'm a fan of the truckers. So yeah. I would say that it's, we we've had it at like 55, and then we brought it down to 50, and then it's just kind of slowly come down our three month outlook. Uh, but yeah, somewhere between the range of, of 40 and 50, uh, maybe oh. an even market uh, in three months. But I always feel that would be more after optimistic. the Christmas. Well, early Chinese New Year this year, Chad. So that might um that might cause a pull forward uh, in in January. 
end of December, where usually you would What's see it gonna be the volumes year kind of die down, and then people would wait for February. I don't know. It was uh, here comes the rooster when I first started podcasting because we did one on on Chinese New Year. Is it going to be the you know what's like the, the... the neon? It's like a dragon that like I, if I remember correctly from when I did like what Chinese New Year is all about. There's a dragon that lives in the mountains, and like so he doesn't smash them all. You have to make like lanterns and stuff, something to that effect. I can't speak to it. I, I know. Don't know. Please, I, I am not an authority on this either. It, it was um, heavily borrowed from. It's Wikipedia the rat. It's going to be the year of the rat. All right, oh. you heard oh, it here kind first. Of year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. Well, Andrew, thanks for joining us. You have a new show. It's called Great Quarter, guys. Just tell people really quick what that's all about. We do, yeah. It's like a, an intersection of freight, uh, of stock market analysis, of financial analysis. Uh, so we like to look at uh, financials and of stocks with a kind of a read through and a and a tangent to uh, freight markets. Perfect. And you can find that great quarter, guys. You can find it on the master feed, Freightcast, where I told you Zach Strickland's on the spot already is. We've already uploaded one episode. Well, we're going to upload after this episode. We'll upload one episode to that feed. That's not getting approved on the spot. It's getting approved on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. That takes uh, a few days. That'll be out next week on those. But follow Freightcast. Sign up. You can also get episode three. Great quarter, guys. They just recorded this morning. Amazon versus Nike. It is out now. It's also out on their feed. Go to great quarter, guys, if you don't care about any of other other podcasts. But why would you? I did hear uh, Seth told me something that uh, we had the most downloaded podcast so far. Is that a truth? Or is on that... Freightcast. But the yeah, thing is, we went away and we had to do all these live streams. So you guys got to stay up at the top for the longest period of time. But I think that you guys bring... Solidifying ourselves. I am very happy with, with the show that you guys do because it's such a different flavor than what we do. We try to bring this really exciting thing and you try... Oh, <laughs> no, you bring a different perspective. You bring this a very sort of research-oriented thing where we're the, we're the podcast of the people. Yeah, you're the podcast the, of the smart people. We're just the podcast of, <laughs> of everybody else, uh, including us. And yeah, cornhole player extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. We're, we're uh, come find us, keeping it, keeping it, keeping it real. Uh, each and every Friday. Thanks, Andrew, Thanks, Andrew, Thanks Andrew Cox. By the way, you're right. Um, it is my year, the year of the rat. You know why? Because rats are clever, quick thinkers, successful but content with living a quiet and peaceful <laughs> that's life. Another smart animal. Yeah, no, but that's no. So it's like the year of of fortune and personality. <laughs> fortune and personality. You've at least got yeah, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. <laughs> All right, man. So we said there was three live streams. We had that live stage. That thing was, I mean, that thing was a showcase. That was, we were at the showcase of the Immortals, and that was the showcase of us. It was the coming out party of Freight Waves TV. So many of our, our great people got involved. And uh, as Arlen Stark said on Freight Waves Live and Events podcast, when that came out, he said that maybe in Atlanta there will be two, count them, two stages. Because at Freight Waves, we take everything up, uh, up, up a level, an extra level. Yeah. Multiply. Uh, well, let's talk about some. What are some of the other things to highlight? The freight- well, donut guy. What about Chase well, Gonzalez? Yeah, we mentioned him when we were talking to Arlen, but uh, that you know, it was really- Daimler gave him a car. One of the things that I well, hold on, uh, let's talk about the story behind the story on that because we were we've had him on what the truck, right? Yeah, and we mentioned the backstory to it, but then we're we're there. We get off the stage doing our first what the truck, and they're like, "Here, here's all these donuts," and we're like, "What?" Like here, you got to file it all form lines, right? And John Bose even took pictures of us to make sure that we showed up. Yeah, for we our were assignment. like ushers in, in yeah. the church, but only we were giving away donuts, donuts. rather than offering plates. We were just glazing the crowd with our, our donuts. It was good stuff. No, it was it was, it was great. Uh, and then they surprised everybody. Rachel Premack, Business Insider, and she was also on Freight Waves Insiders, another podcast on Freightcast. She uh, <laughs> she was up there, and then out of nowhere, the big surprise was that Jason. Um, uh, Jason would come out and we would give him this car for being such a 
and entrepreneur. It is International Philanthropy Day today. And for him being such a philanthropist, Daimler and Freight Waves gave him a Freightliner Sprinter van. And it happened to be on, on National Kindness Day as well. Yes. Yeah. I, there's a lot um, of days now. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, you know, one of the things he also like really paid it forward on LinkedIn later that oh, yeah. day. He talked, he gave us a shout out. He taught, he discussed it as a life changing event. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with that young man. I consider him a great friend of the show. He came on in person on what the truck as well. He, yeah. We shared some donuts together. We shared some tears, some heartfelt, it, that was, um, I, you know, when we have the agenda, it's like, Okay, we've done these live before. We've gone out to all these different events and we've done, but it's one, tr- like one what the truck a day. Here we right. have to do and like. And in a podcast booth, yeah. where it's kind of sealed off. Well, no, no, but now we have like, but we've been now. going on our tour, like our oh, tour shirts. Oh, right. We have, yeah. we, we did uh, the whole North American tour and it, it gradually scaled up, like everything at Freightways. There was a point where we just had like the, well, there's a, the first one we went to McLeod, we didn't have a camera at all. Remember, we would just, That's we right. just brought that thing, we stayed in that Hampton Inn. We, we sat at the table. We From could rock back beginnings. and forth. And then, um, but it really grew to this. But usually we just do one show. But here we had to do like three or four plus MC things, plus go on stage and do our own things up there. You didn't off the supply it, chain. It was intense. We did live port reports and other shows on here, but it was so fun. It was one of those things where I think that like it would be just as easy to do like eight hours as it was to kind of break it up. Because when you're not on stage, it's almost like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, so if you're doing eight, then maybe you. And we were, we were preparing yeah. on the spot, and uh, and you know had to improvise. And um, thank you for everyone who came on because the stage uh, it's kind of intimidating, and a lot of people out there they're not like paid actors, they're not public speakers, they don't go on the Tonight Show or anything. And suddenly you walk in in front of everybody with PA speakers, you're seeing these like really expensive cameras pointed at you on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> this thing that really looks like the set of a talk show with a giant LED behind it, and so many people were just so gracious with like their time. And they risk putting themselves out there, and I hope that they all feel really rewarded by being on the show. Yeah, a lot of people, they were great. They're fielding our questions, answering them with uh, acuity, and uh, it was it was a great time. You know, also a thing that we celebrated, of course, Dooner, we, the, the Freight Tech 25 Ooh, yeah. was announced. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, look, we, we've highlighted a few of these things. There's some interesting surprises. I thought that it was cool that like some autonomous, uh, trucking companies mm-hmm. made our top 25, like Starsky Robotics made number 12, Ike made number 24. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, some who broke in like, uh, truckstop.com, our sponsor broke in all the way to number 11, yeah. weren't even in the top 100, uh, the previous year. Keep trucking had a good showing. Yeah, Keep Trucking went from 10 to 5. They got yeah. in the top 5. The, the song remained the same for 1 and 2. It was Amazon and P44, same as it was the year before. Really? They're both doing amazing work. Yeah. Hard to un- unseat them. With, with J.B. Hunt and Convoy moving up a spot each, respectively. Yeah. So they were also in the top 5. So really, Keep Trucking, the brand new uh, entrant into the top 5. Hard to get those top 5s out of there. Yeah. And Tesla falling back Hell from bad. 3 to 7, mm-hmm. giving room for that. Now, what do you guys think about this? Putting uh, So I love when they do the reaction cams, like that tweet I, I, I sent you in, like, Alabama, and they were upset that they didn't get there. I would love to, and I hope, like, if you people would have to participate, but I hope that people who are in the Freight Tech 100 would be willing at least to select fewer ones that made the Freight Tech Top 10 or 25. Put a camera or two in their office and get some of those live reactions oh, that we can pump idea. into the feed. Yeah. That would be a great I idea. I want to see people, like, oh, like, crushing their pencils and being upset, but then other <laughs> people, like, elated, and then you have, like, the Brady Quinn of it who's, like, my name's still not called. 
<laughs> did you uh, did you ever like smash pencils on your forehead in middle school? Did you yeah, ever, but yeah. then I got lead poisoning and I had to I had to stop. Wow, you really got into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, another exciting announcement that was made that we were wanting to share, but mm. we had to you know we had to wait for it. Well, the, uh, Craig announced it at Freight Waves Live was the passport yeah. program. This is a really really cool uh, program, I have to say, and like if you. If you at all enjoy the content that we're bringing and the events, this is something to listen to and consider. It's about education. It's yeah. about research. It's about events. It's about community. It's a unique membership program that's anchored by continuing education, industry insights, and community engagement. Here's a cool thing, though. Yeah. Because membership grants access and early access to the very best that Freeways has to offer, in, including uh, exclusive benefits, content, engagement and opportunities just for passport members but a here's lot of what value. It, but here's what it really does it allows you to go to all of our events and so many people we met have been like for the price of one ticket and a lot yeah it's twenty five hundred dollars for an individual even cheaper for five members so if you if you get an enterprise account for five members of your team and we were seeing more and more of this too companies bringing more and more of their people but that's ten thousand so you twenty percent savings Enterprise ten members fifteen fifteen thousand dollars that's forty percent. If you're Enterprise, a sonar, twenty members twenty thousand. Here's that's a cool thing too: if, if you're a sonar um, customer, you're eligible for a twenty percent discount. So I mean, there's a lot of different room for savings, and it lets you go to every event. So we had, and there's a lot of events coming up. There is there's Freight Waves Live in Atlanta in May. There's uh there's there's the what we're calling it freight uh twenty twenty yeah in Toronto in Toronto Toronto September sixteenth and seventeenth which I would love to go to and make that my first entrance into uh the uh, glorious uh. 51st state of the United States. Do you think they'll let you in? Do you have any outstanding <laughs> warrants or anything? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they will. Yeah. Um, unless I get it, we get a little too wild I'm one looking, day on what I'm looking. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, to that Toronto event, the Freight 2020. And then, and then what happens? Then at the end of October, we go to, we have Freight Week in Fort Worth. So all That's of these right. events are going to have a different flavor, a different taste. You know, Put you're on not going to double your, dipping in the chip. Yeah. You know, everything's a little bit bigger in Texas. We'll have to get a big belt buckle. We'll have to get the vertical stripe shirt. We'll ha I'll have to get a big cowboy hat to match the size of your cowboy hat. Yeah. I'll have to get some uh, spurs <laughs> for, my, for my boots. Because uh, we're going to be taking over Fort Worth for a week. Count it. Yeah, for a week. I'm super excited. You're super excited. Go to FreightWave.com slash Passport to learn more. Sign up. Go to these events. This is kind of a, we'll turn to radio this weekend, turn into Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking from 3 to 5 p.m. We're going to be doing a rap show on there. It's channel 146. We're going to have a blast. We'll do an hour out of New York with John Kingston, then an hour out of Chattanooga with yours truly. Going to have some special guests on that one. Bring the whole thing home, and then uh, things kind of get back to normal. We're on, back on a regular scheduled program. The holidays, you know, coming up, that's going to be fun. Uh, this show you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere. Podcasts are heard around the world. If you're not watching the live stream, you're listening. Watch the live stream. LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. That's uh, 3, 3.30 on Mondays, 1 o'clock on Fridays. Also, to experience all of the new podcasts that we do, just Freightcast, one feed. Go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Look up Freightcast, subscribe there. You'll get everything we put out. And a lot of times you'll get an exclusive show before it's even released on the other feed. Everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. All right, Chad. Where can they find you? They can find me at Chad Prevost on Twitter. You can find me at Timothy Duner on Twitter. And stay tuned to some of our TV coming out. We've got it on Apple Woo! TV. We've got it on Roku. All kinds of Download places. that app if you're out there.
there. Yeah. Because you can watch what the truck. And off the supply chain. And on the spot. And inside the box. Yeah. Coming soon. Ooh. Inside the box. That's going to be a good one, man. We were in Chicago. We saw those echo people. And you know what I was surprised by? What? A few of like people who might be considered from enemy territory were there checking out what we were doing. Not going to name names, but... If you can't lick them, join them! See you later! All right, have a good weekend!